your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, uh, good morning, if it's still morning where you are. I don't think it will be anywhere, but uh, that's beside the point. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Uh, Today, I was going to get mad, but honestly, I don't know that I have the energy to do that anymore. Uh, because it feels like it's every other game, or just every game. Um, so today we're going to look at the 6-5 shootout loss to Chicago. We're going to pick out a couple of good things that happened in that game, but mostly we're going to talk about the bad, I think. Um, so normally, you know, what I would do is I would break down all of the goals and look at, you know, who... Who had a good game, who had a bad game, but honestly, I don't know that besides, like, Patrick Laine, uh at Oliver Bjorkstrand, I don't know who had a good game, um, and frankly, I don't know that I want to sit here and dissect an, uh, 10 goals, um, because, again, despite talking to, uh, Jack Bushman of Locked Up Blackhawks yesterday, uh, it turned into another high-scoring nightmare game, um, 5-5 at the end of regulation, um, Blackhawks had leads of 2-0, uh, 3-2, 5-3, and somehow we managed to, I mean, we managed to pull out a, a loser point, or a pity point, or whatever you want to call it, um, which, kind of at this point in the season is just more frustrating than anything else like if you can pull it together to drag yourself to that point uh then why can't you you know why can't you go the extra the extra mile um it was just it was a bad game someone um i talked about this on twitter um on my on my main account at j the goalie uh, and I was like, do you remember when the Black- the Blue Jackets used to be fun to watch? Uh, and someone was like, oh, but I thought the game was pretty fun. Um, and I've been thinking about what fun means, like, in general. Um, because fun, I think, gets kind of colloquially talked about in hockey as, especially in terms of, like, fancy stats, as being high event. So, high high goals for, high goals against. And I don't know that fun is the word I would use for that. Um, and I think I would call last night's game... Well, I would call it a lot of things, none of which I could really say on, on this family-friendly uh, podcast. But mostly, I think, exciting is the is the kindest word uh, I would choose to talk about that game. And I think fun and exciting mean very different things. Um, I did not have fun watching that game. Um, and again, I've talked about this kind of at length by myself and also uh, with Jack. Like, I don't like high-scoring games. I think all it does is tank your goalie stats and makes the defense look bad. Um, you know, I think Corpusalo had an 8-8-something eight, eight save percentage. Uh, 
Kevin Lankinen had probably worse because again the Blue Jackets can't seem to buy a shot on goal these days. Um, so high scoring games, they make the defense look silly. They make the goalies look bad. You've got one or two star forwards who kind of always seem to have a good night, uh, which is good for you know bumping bumping their stats. Um, but for the most part, I don't find that kind of game fun. You know, people, there might be people out there that do. Um, but I personally do not. Uh, and I don't think my tune would change if it was a... Um, if we'd somehow managed to win that game, I still don't think I would have considered it a fun game. But I would have considered it exciting in that a lot of things happened. Um you know, we had, I'm going to talk about the power play in a little bit, but we had three power play goals last night, which is basically unheard of in this uh, Blue Jackets era. Uh, you know, Line A had two goals, Bjorkstrand had two goals, uh, Line A could probably have had about four or five goals, he had a really good night, I thought, um, but there's a, there's a difference between exciting and fun, um, and to me, watching a game like that is not fun, uh, I did not enjoy it um I liked that you know we we kind of made that comeback push but I don't know that it was um fun in the sense of I would willingly watch that game again which is how I would how I would describe a fun game um which you know your mileage may vary etc but that's kind of how I how I feel about it and that's what I've kind of been kind of been trying to put my finger on the idea of like enjoyable hockey and you know is a statistically fun game the same as an emotionally fun game and I don't think I don't think the two things are are the same at all um and uh, yeah again I don't think that would have changed if we had managed to win that game although you know at this point my faith in the Blue Jackets to win a game in which they give up five goals is basically non-existent at this point. Um, they did basically the opposite of, of what Jack and I talked about, where it's, you know, let's have a couple of, you know, fun, tightly, tightly played 2-1, 3-2 games, uh, because while those are probably less quote-unquote exciting... Uh, in that not a lot happens, they are, for me anyway, a lot more fun. Um, and again, I don't know whether that's because I get a lot more enjoyment out of watching a goalie perform well than watching two goalies kind of get shelled over and over and over. But that's that's just me. I am Jay the goalie. You know, it's kind of, it's in the name. Um, in just a minute, we're going to talk about the power play and kind of what what's happening there, what things are doing differently, uh, what kind of success we're finding there. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar, because Built Bar is back. Uh, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, It's got 18 incredible permanent flavors. They've got nut and non-nut flavors. And most exciting of all, uh, we have got Cookie Dough Chunk is back for three days only. Uh, This is by far the most popular uh, built bar in our kind of podcast host group chat uh everyone lost their minds when they found out it was coming back uh so if that's something that you want then 
you know, go, go to the website and get that. Uh, but if that's not something you want and you think, you know, maybe you'll try a different flavor, um, Bilt Bar, all of the Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. All of them are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great if you're on keto. They're great if you want to go to the gym and you need like an extra kick of protein in your diet. Or if you just want to, you know, eat a little bit more healthy without actually putting in the effort. Uh, Bilt Bar is the bar for you. And best of all, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you get 20% off your next order. That is including the special uh, cookie dough chunk limited edition flavor. Uh, once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Day on the Lockdown Today podcast, Tiger Woods hospitalized after a car crash early Tuesday morning. Host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest details. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Lockdown Today podcast. Subscribe to Lockdown Today wherever you get podcasts. So the power play did many things last night. Um, again, I'm still not thrilled that the penalty kill is doing what it is. Um, and I feel like that might be kind of the trade-off in that we can't be good at both special teams for whatever reason. Uh, and I we're still kind of hovering in that section where we're not good at either of them. I believe we're 27th in the league in penalty kill, which is unthinkable for the Blue Jackets who kind of pride themselves on a strong penalty kill. Um, I think we're only 20th on power play, but that's because we were so brutal at the start of the season. Um, But I was talking about this during the game last night. We seem to have kind of unlocked the Patrick Laine achievement on the power play uh, because two of those goals were, in fact, Patrick Laine goals from basically the same spot on the ice. One was a one-timer, one was a wrister. Uh, They both went over Kevin Lankinen's shoulders, one glove side, one blocker side. Uh, Did, you know, no chance. No chance, especially the the one-timer. Um, and that's, that's what we hired him for, uh, that's what we traded for, is, is that power play goal scorer, um, so, you know, if he's gonna keep doing that, then maybe our power play will kind of crawl out of the, the basement of the NHL for the first time in a few years, uh, and actually succeed, uh, I don't think we're gonna score three goals every game, um, but you never know, uh, Bjorkstrand's goal was also from the same the same spot, I believe. It was not quite as much of a laser as Line's one-timer, but it was kind of that uh, to the right of the goalie, just by the face-off dot goal, uh, which is, you know, Line's Line's bread and butter. So clearly those two have been hanging out. Um, I also like those two on the ice together, kind of. I've been banging this drum for a while now. I think by the end of the game, it was um, Line, Felino and uh, Bjorkstrand as a line, which I liked a lot. I still would like to see Texier in there, um, especially considering I always feel like Felino is one of our more defensive uh, forwards, um, and I feel like we could probably use him on a different line because Oliver Bjorkstrand is quietly a really solid defensive player, so I feel like he would cover up for a lot of kind of Texier's... Uh, growth pains, I guess. Um, Line has proven that he's not great at defense, but he does, for the most part, try. Um, you know, that, that game the other the other week, notwithstanding. Um, but for the most part, the power play looked good. It looked dangerous. Obviously, you know, I think we scored on three of our four or five power plays. Um, 
so maybe maybe we are finally turning a corner um but it's not kind of for for lack of trying i feel like um because the addition of line a has not prompted any kind of great change in the in the power play system i don't think it's still basically the same setup we just have put line a on that face off dart and basically said you stay there we'll get the puck to you and in fairness it's working but i also feel like guys are going to get wise to that sooner rather than later um especially teams like chicago and dallas who are very familiar with line a having played in division with him for four years now um but you know ride it while it lasts take advantage of it uh, and i think knowing that he's there and knowing what he's going to do and then stopping it are two very different things which is always people say that about ovechkin all the time like you can't give ovechkin that much space why do people not cover ovechkin on the point like because knowing that he's there and knowing what he's going to do is very different to being able to stop it like if people like these are professionals ovechkin's been doing this for what 12 15 years now near enough people know what he's doing they just can't stop him like it's it's not that they're it's not that they don't know what he's doing it's not that they are not paying attention it's that at a certain point something like that becomes unstoppable and i feel a line a kind of falls into that same category of they know he's there but um like there's only so much you can do about that so what they can do instead is try and cover the other guys and stop them from getting the puck to line a so uh, it didn't work in this case. I would be excited to see more uh, more power plays with Line A on them. I assume that's going to be our plan for the rest of the season. Uh, Line A plays basically the entire power play, I think. Um, unless for whatever reason that first unit is struggling to get set up, which again happens more often than not because the power play is haunted. But if we can win that face off and get Line A set up immediately, I think, yeah, good things good things are going to happen, um, but I do think that we need to address the fact that the power play works, but not for lack of trying to make it not work, I guess, or a less complicated way of putting that is that we've basically thrown everything at the power play to see what sticks, and it's just sheer dumb luck that it's stuck, uh, because they haven't changed a thing to the power for the power play in like three years now apart from rotating players on and off certain points uh but the systems the plays they have not changed uh and i don't think they've changed even with line a in the lineup beyond you know the obvious okay our new set plays to get everything to line a if that doesn't work they do kind of tend to fall back into their old old habits of just kind of passing the puck around the outside uh drop passing and failing to enter the zone successfully for longer than you know four seconds at a time so that's something i would like to see from them is acknowledging that they have this player like line but also acknowledging that they could very well get other guys going on the power play they just have to change things up uh but unfortunately i don't think that's going to happen until line stops scoring on the power play so it's kind of a it's kind of a catch 22 um i still don't think brad larson is a particularly good coach uh, everyone was kind of like, oh, do we still want to hashtag cancel Larson now? And I'm like, well, yeah, because he's not good. Uh, and I worry that he might get the job over Bradshaw if we do get rid of Tortorella. But who knows, frankly. Um, 
coming up in just a minute. I've got a little bit of injury talk to go through. Uh, we've got a couple more players on IR. Uh, some guys have come off IR. Some guys might be back soon. We'll see. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and MLB spring training is about to happen, so soon you can bet on baseball if that's something that you care about. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Best of all, if you head to the website, sign up today, use promo code LOCKEDON, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you put $50 in, they will give you $25 for free. If you put $100 in, they will give you $50 for free. It's it's that simple. Uh, so once again, that is betonline.ag, promo code locked on, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of TSN. Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and the Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast wherever you get podcasts. So, obviously, game before last, Elvis goes down. He's now week-to-week. I talked a little bit about that. I assume... He's torn something kind of in his shoulder or his labrum or his tricep. Uh, I don't know that we'll see him again uh, for at least a couple of weeks. I would be surprised if it was earlier than four weeks, which is not great because uh, I feel like we're just going to play Corpusalo into the ground uh, like we did for the past kind of eight games that, that Muslikins missed. Uh, and that's not great in terms of a lot of things, but Corpusalo looks like he needs a break. Um, he hasn't been performing as well as we need him to be. Uh, I don't think he's been as bad as the stats say that he is, because the defence currently is a sieve, but getting Corpusalo some time off and kind of letting him reset would have been ideal. Unfortunately, we can't do that, because then we'd have to play uh, someone like Matisse Kivlanix, who is a perfectly serviceable backup goalie, but I don't know, is ready to kind of go toe-to-toe with teams like Carolina or Tampa. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, We have, obviously, a game against Chicago tomorrow, and then uh, after that, I believe it's two against Nashville and one against Detroit. So potentially we will see uh, Kiv Lennox at some point during the next four games, and I would like to, just because, again, I think we need to give Corpusalo a break every so often. Uh, I know he plays better the more he plays, but also he looks not like the usual Corpusalo. So maybe, you know, a game off or two to reset and then kind of see where we go from there. Um, other injury news, we've got uh, David Savard was back last night. He wasn't injured, he was ill, uh, but he, he seems like he's back. Uh, Michael Del Zotto and uh, Zach Kwarenski are both practicing with the team, but not ready to return, I don't think. Uh, that might change as of tomorrow, uh, but Wierenski in particular looks close. Um, which, again, I talked about this with Jack, like, 
the return of Wierenski will likely sell down the defense and stop us from playing Seth Jones for 31 minutes of a 65-minute game. At some point, I, I will do my rant on how we should be regulating defense ice time better than we already are, but that is not that is not today. Um, and then one other piece of injury news, uh, we've got um, Gus Nyquist is skating and it looks like he's doing some stick handling some shooting kind of starting that shoulder rehab uh he had surgery three months ago uh it was a four to six month timeline so he's kind of still a ways off but getting closer uh which can only be good for the team uh if only to score some empty net goals for us, because I believe we only have two empty net goals this year, both Merrick Robinson, so it'd be nice to get Gus Nyquist back. He gives us another option on left wing, um, and, you know, he might even might even put some points up. So, so it would be good to get him back uh, soon-ish, hopefully. Um, and I think that's all the time I have for today, so... Tomorrow I'll be talking with Deanna Weinheimer, who is uh, the Monsters correspondent, the Cleveland Monsters, our AHL team, for uh, the Sinbin Hockey Organization. Uh, we're going to talk some of the depth players, we're going to look at how the Monsters have done so far this season, we'll check in with some of our uh, favourite children from last season, so that should be fun. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am, once again, at jaythegoalie. If you want to follow this podcast we are at lo underscore blue jackets i will be live tweeting the game probably a little bit less passive aggressively than i live tweeted last night's game but i make no promises uh if you have comments questions criticisms especially if you have questions for diana actually uh then email them to locked on at gmail.com and i will talk to you tomorrow